0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 10th, 2023. It's a Friday, y'all. I love setting the tone for the whole week on a Monday morning. I love Monday mornings. It sets the tone for the week. I love Friday mornings to close out the week strong and head into the weekend strong. And this particular Friday morning, I'm super excited. I got a lot of stuff to do today. I've had a busy week. I'm preaching this weekend too. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I'll be preaching on Super Bowl Sunday if you're in the Northern Virginia area, come check us out at VCMI Virginia. I'm teaching a series right now on the miracles of Jesus, and I love this particular miracle. This is miracle number 25. This is part 25 of the series so far. And this is the woman who had been bent over for 18 years. The Bible says she had been bent over for 18 years, and she could in no wise lift up herself. And so the title of today's message, The Force Behind the Scene. I'm going to deal with the force behind the scene. Put that in the chat. Say the force behind the scene. This is going to be good. Get ready to receive. Today, we're going to learn about the forces behind the scene. You got to operate with a level of spiritual wisdom, insight, and discernment. Say, I operate with discernment. All right. Operate with discernment. So let's get ready uh, for the word. Before we get into the word, there's a scripture that at our church we've been looking at, and uh, I'm going to continue to share with you because it's in my heart to share it with you. Psalms 126 and verse 4. I believe that this season is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And I'm I'm going to get this down in your spirit through the Holy Ghost. Y'all ready? Psalms 126 and verse 4. The Bible says, now, Lord do it again. Put that in the chat. Say, do it again. Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. Yes, 2022 was difficult. Going all the way back to the pandemic, people lost something along the way, but in this season, God is going to restore it and you're going to get it back. Say, I get it back. Restore us to this former glory. Matter of fact, take us to another level of glory. And the text says, may streams of your refreshing father flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Put this in the chat. Say, no dry places for me. We don't want any dry places. We're talking about every dry heart will be drenched again. Whatever went dry because of the pandemic, whatever went dry because of 2022, in this season, God is going to drench it again. We don't want any dry areas, no dry places. We want to be able to to walk with a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit with fresh insight, fresh wisdom, fresh discernment, fresh understanding. Come on now. That's how we live. Y'all ready? All right, so let's get into this miracle. This is going to be good. This was the woman uh, who had been bent over. Man, I feel like uh, like uh, Bishop Jakes, he talks about this. So many people, like when I was in the Baptist church, I used to preach different. Uh, I just really try to teach now. But back in the day, man, I would have dealt with this thing. This woman was bent over for 18 years. Oh, glory. She could, the Bible says, in no I lift up herself. Uh, All right, let me stop playing around. Let's get into the text. Luke chapter 13, man, I feel. I feel it. Luke chapter 13, Jesus, the Bible says, was in a synagogue ministering on the Sabbath. And while he was teaching, he noticed that a woman ha- had been bent over. She could not straighten up herself. And he He looked at her and so, and then he found out that she had been this way for 18 years, say 18 years. And so he saw that she had been this way for 18 years and Jesus looked at the woman and immediately he discerned, he perceived the root of the issue. Uh, She had, he, he, this was something that was operating behind the scene. And so this woman was not bent over because of a back spasm. She was not bent over because of a slip disc. She was not bent over because of a spinal condition. Jesus looked at this woman in seemingly a natural condition, but he saw the supernatural issue, he saw the force. Behind the scene, this woman was bent over for 18 years and she was crippled by an evil spirit. The Bible calls it a spirit of infirmity. So, in the middle of his message, while he's preaching, come on now, while he's preaching in the middle of his message, he discerns that this woman is bent over 18 years. She could in no wise lift up herself. This was a spirit of infirmity. So, he spoke to the woman, he didn't say, what, what people would expect him to say, hey, what, what's going on? What's going on with your back? How long is this? No, he didn't deal with any of that. He got that through discernment. He looked at the woman and said, woman, thou art loosed. That's what Bishop T.D. Jakes gets that from the whole conference. Woman, thou art loosed. This is Luke chapter 13. He said, woman, thou art loosed of thine infirmity. Then he laid hands on her. Immediately, the Bible says she was able to straighten up her back. That spirit of infirmity was gone. Oh, glory to God, man. I'm going to deal with this thing this morning. I feel like preaching. So I don't know. I'm going to teach. I'm going to preach. I'm going to just do whatever God wants me to do this morning. The ruler of the synagogue, this woman was bent over. She was in his church. This woman was bent over for 18 years. She was in his church. This woman was in worship. Watch this. I love it. She was in church bent over, but she was still there. Come on now. And she was there in his church. And instead of being happy for the woman who was in his church, who just got delivered and set free, instead of being happy for the woman who now straightened up her back for the first time in 18 years, instead of giving God glory and giving God praise, the ruler of the synagogue got upset because Jesus did this on a Saturday. You got to be kidding me. Like, are you kidding me? This guy got upset because Jesus did it on a Saturday. And the Bible says that he had the audacity to say this. He looks at his people and says, let me tell you something. There are six days to work. So if you want to come get healed, come get healed on one of those days. Don't come get healed on the Sabbath day. Instead of giving God praise, this one this he took the opportunity to scold his people for wanting to get healed because it was Saturday. And Jesus was furious. Jesus said, You people hypocrites. All of you, uh, listen, let me tell you something. Okay, let's just make it plain. You untie your animals every day to go get some water. You untie your animals every day, seven days a week, to go get some water so they could get something to eat, even though it's the Sabbath, they still, you treat, matter of fact, you're treating your animals better than you're treating your people. Come on now, you religious people. You're treating your animals better than you're treating your people. This Satan, watch this, I'm going to deal with this. Jesus said, This woman is a daughter of Abraham and Satan had her bound for 18 years. Come on now, Satan, I'm gonna deal with this thing. He said, Satan had her bound for 18 years. Surely it is not wrong for me to set her free on a Saturday. And the Bible says that when Jesus criticized the people, they were ashamed of themselves and they should have been ashamed. They were ashamed of themselves and anybody that felt like this was wrong to do on a Saturday, you should have been ashamed. You should, because you're focusing on the wrong thing. Oh, glory to God. What does this mean to you today? Y'all ready? I'm ready. I know You could tell I'm ready, right? So what does this mean to you? I have a few things to share with you this morning. I need you to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. I need you to open up your heart to receive. Say, I'm ready to receive. All right. Four, I think I have four things. Here's number one. Y'all ready? Here we go. Number one, religious people are always focused on the wrong thing. This is why I, I believe God hates religion. I hate religion. Religious people are always focused on the wrong thing. Put that in the chat. Religious people focus on the wrong thing. The ruler of the synagogue had the audacity to scold the people and say, "He, I can't believe this man fixed his lips to say this. Hey, there's six other days other than Saturday. So if you want to get healed, come get healed on one of those. on it. You know you can't heal nobody, no day anyway, number one. But two, why in the world would you say that you can't get healed on Saturday? That's ridiculous. If you're saying that, that the Sabbath, the rest came from God, why would God not give you a blessing while you're in the sanctuary on Saturday? That doesn't make any sense. And so religious people are quick to point fingers... Uh, 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 because they're hiding behind a religious facade. You know what religious people do? They're hiding behind their religiosity. You know what religious people do? They're hiding behind the, the facade that they put up. You know, oh, glory to God. And so so they're real religious. You know what I'm saying? And so religious people are hiding behind that facade. And Jesus was not behind no facade. Jesus was trying to help people. Jesus was being led of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was here to minister. And we're supposed to be like Jesus. Put this in the chat. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. I'm just like Jesus. I'm going to live like Jesus. I'm going to walk like Jesus. I'm going to talk like Jesus. I'm going to minister like Jesus. I'm going to have compassion like Jesus. I'm going to care for people like Jesus. And I'm Not going to put up a religious facade. No, 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 no. Religious people, they treated their animals better than they treated their people on the Sabbath. And and so this is he Jesus was furious, y'all. And when he scolded them, they got ashamed and they should have been ashamed. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 6: you and I watch this. We are able ministers of the New Testament, of the new. Covenant of the new agreement, and this is between God and His people. And the Bible says this is not an agreement written based on laws. This is an agreement based on the Spirit. For the written law brings death, but the Spirit gives life. If you're going to walk around focused on rules, you are bringing death to people. But the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, brings life. the The, the law kills. One translation says the law kills but the spirit gives life. And so I'm not here going to walk around just pointing out stuff. Religious people always pointing out, just tearing people down. Religious people, watch this. If you're around religious people and you go to a religious church, you go to church like, oh man, I'm not feeling too good. I need a breakthrough. You go to church and you come home feeling worse. Why? Because religious people would tear you down instead of building you up. And so as a man of God, as a woman of God, we are here to live the grace life. Put this in the chat. Say the grace life. Please don't focus on the wrong things. The law requires... Grace provides the two different things. Under the law, the law required things of us. Under grace, grace provides things for us. Come on now, and say, say this: say I live the grace life. Put that in the chat. The grace life. We are living the grace life. I am under the grace of God, and the grace of God empowers me. Well, Brother Pino, are you saying now I can go sin? No, of course not. Paul said. Certainly not. God forbid. It's the grace of God that empowers me not to sin, but it's the grace of God that helps me not even care about sin. I'm not walking in sin because I'm walking in grace, and so, but I'm not living rules based. I'm living grace based. Say amen to that. Y'all ready? All right. Number two. Number two. Jesus restored us to the blessing that uh, that Adam had in the Garden of Eden before the fall. Let me let me talk about this for a minute. Uh. uh so Jesus restored us all the way back. To the Garden of Eden. Let me let me let me share this and then I'll continue on in this text. So when Jesus delivered the woman who would have been bent over for 18 years, he reminded the ruler of the synagogue that this woman, this woman was a child of Abraham. She was a daughter of Abraham. This meant that she was under the Jewish covenant spoken over Abraham. And so, so that covenant included. Healing and wholeness. So, so basically, he was saying, "Listen, this is a daughter of Abraham. She has a blood-bought covenant right." to be able to receive the blessing. And part of this blessing is for her to be healed. If you read uh, uh, um, in Deuteronomy, it lays out like what the blessing is and what the curse is. And you know, under the blessing is like blessing the city, blessing the field, bless going out, bless coming in. I'll be the head and not the tail. I'll be above only and not beneath. I'll be the lender and not the borrower. All right. And so in, under the blessing, it talks about being healed and delivered from all manner of sickness. And so boom, that's the blessing. Under the curse, that's a different story. You read that, I I believe that's Deuteronomy chapter 28. So the Bible says, this woman, Jesus said, was a daughter of Abraham. She should have had the blessing and he released it and she was healed. But watch this, you and I, the Bible says in Galatians chapter three and verse 29, that those of us who are in Christ, you and I, since we're in Jesus, we are Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. So say this, put this in the chat. Say, I have the blessing of Abraham. And so so you and I, if you're born again, you have access to the blessing of Abraham. Abraham's blessings are mine say that. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings, natural blessings. Watch this. But not only because I'm New Covenant, not Old Covenant, not only do I have access to the blessing of Abraham, but I have access to the blessing of Jesus. Ho, ho. The blessing of Abraham, natural blessing. The blessing of Jesus, spiritual blessing. And so so Abraham didn't speak with tongues. Abraham uh, didn't lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. Abraham didn't have the gifts of the Holy Ghost, but I do. And so now I have the blessing of Abraham and I have the blessing of Jesus. So under Abraham, Abraham God made him rich in cattle and silver and gold. God favored the work of his hands. God elevated him on this planet while he was here. So I had that blessing, but I also have the blessing of Jesus, spiritual blessing. So I have both. God restored me not just back to Abraham. God restored me all the way back to Adam. I get to walk with God in the cool of the day like Adam did. I get to be led of the Holy Ghost. When Adam was naming animals, he never went to school. Where did he get the names from? He got the names from God. He got downloads from heaven. That's what I get. I have the Holy Ghost. I get downloads from heaven. Come on now. So I have the blessing of Abraham and the blessing of Jesus. I operate in both blessings. Say amen to that. Number three, number three, sickness is of Satan and not of God. Put this in the chat. Say sickness is not of God. Sickness is not of God. Sickness is of Satan. And I'm about to prove it to you. Jesus said the following about the woman who had been healed from the spirit of infirmity. He said, this woman that I healed is a daughter of Abraham, but Satan had her bound for 18 years. She was walking over. She could in no wise lift up herself, but Satan had her bound for 18 years. Did you catch that? Jesus delivered her and she was bound by who? She was bound by Satan. Jesus made a connection between the spirit of infirmity and Satan, sickness is not of God. Sickness is of Satan. Let me further explain. I'm gonna build my case in First John chapter three, uh, uh, verse eight. The Bible says, "For this person, I mean, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested." Why did the Son of God come and get manifested on this planet? Why did Jesus come to this planet? The Bible says that He might destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil Acts chapter 10 verse 38 The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil for God was with him Jesus was doing what healing all healing all who were what under the power of the devil so sickness is the power Of the devil. And Jesus came and he was healing them. The King James Version says he went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for the Lord was with him. Sickness is not of God, sickness is of Satan. If sickness is of God and Jesus went around healing people, he would be fighting against his father. But he was not fighting against his father because sickness is not of God, sickness is of the enemy. Listen, sickness is not okay. Put this in the chat. Say, sickness is not okay. Say, fear. It's not okay. You got to stop. God will allow whatever you allow. You got God will permit whatever you permit. If if there's sickness, disease, uh, bacteria, virus, germ, anything that attaches itself to your body, you have to you have to resist it. As a man of God, as a woman of God, you can set your faith in agreement with somebody and you resist it. You bind what is bound in heaven. You loose what is loose in heaven. You don't accept it. You resist it. You don't accept what the doctor said. You understand what the doctor said, but I'm not going to accept it. I'm not and there is nothing terminal. Say this in in the chat. There is nothing terminal about anything that touches my body. No No. no, no, no. There's nothing terminal about anything that attaches itself to me. And if it attaches itself to me, I'm going to resist it. I'm going to speak against it. I'm going to bind it. I'm going to cast it out in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, we have to resist the power of the enemy. Jesus went around destroying the works of the devil. Jesus went around healing people because sickness is of the devil. And those who were sick, the Bible says they were oppressed by the devil. Sickness is not of God say amen to that. You got it? Last point for today. Number four, I'm not going to accept anything that didn't come from God. And God will allow what you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. But if you if you resist it, you stand in faith without wavering, without a doubt. I acknowledge this is what the doctor said. This is what, you know, here's the doctor's report. But I have another report. Whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. You got you to gotta speak against some stuff. Y'all ready? All right. Number four, last one for today. And I'm going to let you go. Uh, last point for today. I'm going to let you go. Number four, once you're born again, you can operate with divine discernment, the discernment of the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus did. So put this in the chat. Say, I operate with discernment. I operate with discernment. I operate in the discernment of the Holy Ghost. Jesus looked at a woman who had been bent over for 18 years and could in no wise lift up herself. And Jesus saw that it was not a back condition. Jesus saw that it was not a backspot. Jesus saw that it was a demon spirit. He discerned that this didn't come by education. This came by revelation. This was not not an act of his humanity. This this was an act of the Holy Spirit, and you have access to the same Holy Spirit. See, sometimes people abound, and they don't even know it. The woman in the text, matter of fact, the Bible calls this a spirit of infirmity. Have you met people that are always battling some kind of sickness? And, And as soon as they get through this one, it's another one. And as soon as they get through that, it's something else. And they have almost conditioned thems- themselves. And, 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 and before you know it, this is dangerous. They, c- they can get programmed in their own mind to always like accept sickness. And they can get programmed in their own mind. These people are always calling 911. They're always calling the ambulance. They're always going to the doctor. Oh, my God. You talk to them, and they're at the doctor again. You talk to them, and they're at the doctor again. This is a spirit of infirmity. Listen, that you have to discern the force behind the scene. You got to discern that some stuff you can't accept, some stuff like you got to take a authority over some of this stuff. Jesus took one look at her and he knew that the problem was not physical. It was a spiritual problem. See, you cannot address supernatural issues with natural solutions. Let me say that again. I'm going to slow down for the people in the back. You cannot address supernatural issues with natural solutions. This is why God gave us the Holy Ghost. God gave us his spirit so that we could see in the spirit. We can understand in the spirit. We could discern in the spirit. We could see the force behind the scene. Jesus came to enable us. Now, listen, to get all the way back to how Adam lived in the Garden of Eden before the fall. How did Adam live in the Garden of Eden before the fall? He operate with not just learning, but he had discerning. He operate not just with uh, uh, intellect, he operated with instinct. He he didn't operate just with education. He operated with revelation, and so that's how we're supposed to live. You you have this innate ability once you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. That you have to learn how to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. One time Jesus was talking to his disciples in Matthew chapter sixteen, and the Bible says that he came to uh, when the Bible uh, Jesus. Says, The Bible says, when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And Simon, the son of Jonah, Simon the fisherman, said, well, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, oh... Man, Simon, you just got a, a download from heaven. You, flesh and blood did not reveal that unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. And so so upon this revelation of who I am, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But watch this, Simon Fisherman, I'm going to change your name. Thou shalt be called Peter. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. So I, I'm changing your name to Peter now because of the revelation that you got. A few moments later, Jesus is saying how he's going to have to die. And, and Simon spoke against it. Simon Peter is now speaking against what Jesus is saying. Now, a few moments ago, Jesus looked right at Simon and said, flesh and blood did not give that to you. You just got a download from my father, which is in heaven. You got a download from heaven. A few moments later, he's speaking against Jesus. Jesus looked right at Peter and spoke to Satan. Jesus looked right at Peter and spoke to the force behind the scene. Jesus looked right at Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Why? Because sometimes, listen, you're looking at somebody, but it's not them. Sometimes you got to discern that there are spiritual forces operating in people. There, there are marriages that fall apart, and, and because a husband or a wife did not discern what was actually going on. Listen, we have to cover one another in prayer, and so you got to understand that sometimes, like, there's something operating behind your spouse. And instead of getting upset with your spouse, instead of yelling at your spouse, what you need to do is be and take an authority over that spirit. And so you need to stand in the gap for your spouse. You need to pray for your spouse. Same thing with your children. Sometimes you're upset with your children when you should be taking authority over what's influencing them. And Jesus looked at this woman and discerned that it was a spirit of infirmity. And so you have to operate that same level of of discernment. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will reveal to you there's something going on with your son. There's something going on with your daughter. And instead of getting mad at them and and yelling at them, what you got to do is take authority over that thing that's influencing them in the wrong way because there's a force behind the scene and you have the power to have authority over it in the name of Jesus. God has deputized you to operate like him on this planet. As Jesus is, so are we in this world, the force behind the scene. You got it? Man, I got through that. That was good. There was a whole lot in there. There's revelation in there. You might need to listen to this again to get this down in your heart. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. I want you to speak this with authority. Say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I open my heart to receive and to walk in all Jesus died to give me access to. I declare that I walk in divine discernment and supernatural power. I am not going to waste my time trying to counsel out what I need to cast out. (laughs) By your spirit, I'm able to deal with the spiritual forces behind the scene. You've called me to live a supernatural life. And I declare that the supernatural is natural to me. I enjoy the blessing of Abraham, natural blessing. I enjoy the blessing of Jesus, spiritual blessing. Both are in operation in my life. I walk in the spirit. I operate with divine discernment on a daily basis. And this is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. On Monday, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org and uh, click on the big red subscribe button on the right-hand side. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes. You get the notes for free. All my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Uh, uh two things well three things uh first of all I'm preaching like I said VCMI Virginia on Sunday Super Bowl Sunday if you live in the Northern Virginia area come check us out at 10 a.m uh you will be blessed uh number two leave me some comments in the chat if you haven't if this message was a blessing to you I want to hear it I want to read it and then number three uh share this message right now on your social media on your timeline and with your friends I love you God loves you more you are the just you live by faith. Stop trying to counsel out what you need to cast out. (laughs) Go into this day. Ooh, that was good. I could high five myself on that one. Have an amazing weekend. I love you. Talk to you on Monday morning. God bless you if you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the caribbean being a blessing to haitian children in the dominican republic then please go to ripministries.org you'll be able to find out more information there and if you'd like to make a donation all the donations are tax deductible in the united states a few months ago the lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.